Our very existence depends on this. Black strength. Strength that has carried us for decades, but is undermining an important aspect of our humanity, feeding in on itself. Being strong all the time took away our ability to speak about our weaknesses, our sadness, our mental illnesses. This silence is killing us. Welcome to another edition of the Black Doctor Speak podcast. Black Doctor Speak is your source for vetted, accurate information on African-American health from some of the nation's top doctors and is sponsored by the African-American Wellness Project. Welcome to the African-American Wellness Watch. I'm your moderator, George Strait. Diabetes. Our mothers and grandmothers weren't wrong when they said it was like having too much sugar. And at its base, diabetes is a chronic disease that affects how much your body processes and how it does process sugar. And we have too much of it. We are 60% more likely to have it than whites, two and a half times more likely to be hospitalized with it, and twice as likely to die from it. Not only that, but diabetes is really more than just one disease. So what do we do? Well, we've got the experts to help us. Our host, Dr. Michael Lenore, who's a practicing physician for more than 40 years and former head of the National Medical Association. And Dr. Lenore Coleman, an expert in diabetes prevention and care and founder of Healing Our Village. Thank you both for being here. Dr. Lenore, how is diabetes more than just one disease? Well, diabetes is more than one disease simply because there are so many systems associated with it. Uh, and we we're fortunate, as I say, to have Dr. Coleman, who's one of the world's experts in diabetes in the African-American community. And she can tell you that diabetes affects almost every system. It can affect your kidneys, it can affect your brain, uh, it can certainly affect your eyesight as well. So it, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a base of um, pathology that leads to a number of diseases in a whole a lot of systems. So let, let, let's go to the expert, uh, Dr. Coleman, uh, if you could follow up on that. And also, there are two different kinds of diabetes, right? And so what are they? And, and at the end of the day, are their complications about the same? Yeah, so um, thank you so much. That's a great question. And actually, uh, I'm here in, uh, in San Diego at the American Diabetes Association. I come here every year just so I can learn the, the, the latest information that's out there. And um, diabetes is, you know, we, we hear about type 1. That's type 1 diabetes usually seen in, in kids, children generally. And then we hear of type 2 diabetes. And that's usually we talk about that's um, we have in adults. But there actually is a third type of diabetes called MODY, um, M-O-D-Y. It's maturity onset diabetes of the young. Now, all three of those are, have a genetic component. So diabetes runs in families. We know that. When sometimes it's autosomal dominant, so that means that you'll see it throughout your family and in a, a lot more people. Or sometimes it's it, it's you know it skips a generation. It's a recessive gene. Um, the, this, this MODY, MODY, is interesting because they have very few complications. So as you know, with type 1 diabetes, you get your blindness, you get your kidney disease because it starts so young in life. With your type 2 diabetes, you get your heart disease, you get your strokes because it usually starts later in life. With your type 1, they tend not to necessarily be obese, but with your type to diabetes, which actually represents about 90% of the diabetes that we see in the United States. Um, that is really a disease of obesity. Um, and so when your body gets to a point where it just cannot, the pancreas that has your insulin, 
And insulin is what gets that sugar out of your blood into your cells. When your body gets to a point where the, it just can't keep up, that's when people's blood sugars start to go up. So when you think about diabetes, there's actually three, three types, but the most common one that we talk about most is type two diabetes. So are there, is there any prevention that, that can go on? I mean, if you've got type, uh, type one, I guess you, you've got it. I guess you're born with it. But for type two and for the third type that you talked about, uh, are, there, are there things that people can do so that they don't get diabetes? Yeah, yeah. So again, it's knowing your numbers, having the discussion with your doctor when he does your lab test, because there's a, a, a whole set of people, about 96 million or so, that have something called pre-diabetes. So diabetes is diagnosed when your blood sugar gets to be 126 or greater milligrams per deciliter. But between 100 and 126, if your blood sugar is in that range, then that's called prediabetes. And the good thing about that is that there's been a, a number of large studies that have shown that if you, um, again, cut those portions, get your exercise, um, decrease the number of carbohydrates, so that's your sugars, your starches, you cut those back in your diet, you can actually reverse that diabetes and go back to normal glucose tolerance. You know, one thing I want your audience to know is that diabetes can't be cured. It can be managed and it can be controlled. But a lot of people say, oh, well, my blood sugar's back to normal, so I don't have diabetes anymore. No, no, no. You just got it to the point where it's been controlled and you can manage it there. So this, the whole idea of diet, exercise, and watching what you eat, more proteins, more vegetables, less starches, rice, potatoes, all of that is what causes those blood sugars to go up. So Dr. Lenore, how, in, the, in your practice, which is, which is a pediatric practice, uh, how, uh, how prevalent is, is diabetes and prediabetes from, uh, uh, from, from your, your perspective? Not just type one, but also type two. Well, I think type two pretty much parallels the number of obese children we have. I would say that probably three to 5% of the children that we see have some question of diabetes uh, and certainly have prediabetes in many instances. So, and it's increasing. There's no question about it, uh, that the, the incidence of diabetes, either prediabetes uh, or type two diabetes in children and certainly in adolescents has increased significantly since I started in practice. And Dr. Coleman, you, you you began to talk about uh, some of the some of the medications and ways of treating it, uh, and I, I know that there are a number of new medications that are on there. All you have to do is turn on the television. There seems to be yet another uh, new medication for for diabetes. Um, talk a little bit about them and and, and also uh, their effectiveness. And are there any of these medications that are more or less effective on African Americans? Uh, than, uh, than, than, than whites. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have been taking care of people with diabetes for over 40 years. And what I've seen in that 40 years is just has been tremendous in terms of the number of new medications that have come onto the marketplace that can really target certain systems in your body that causes your blood sugars to go up. So when I first got out of pharmacy school back in the, the 70s and 80s, all we had was insulin and we had some oral pills that didn't work very well. 
and caused a lot of low blood sugar reactions. But now fast forward to 2023, you see these wonderful medicines that are on the television. They talk about how they um, affect your ability to lose weight. Um, there's one that just came out that actually it works in the area of the gut. So it decreases the, the ability of the, the gut, the increases the ability of the gut to handle your blood sugars. And so because of that, it makes your whole ability to process your foods also improving. But it also has an effect in, um, in, the, in the brain. So you don't, you're not hungry. It actually affects your satiety center so that it decreases your, your hunger. Um, those are injections. There is an oral pill in that class, though, that just that just came that just came out. But there are also new medicines that affect the kidneys. So they're also relatively new, and they're exciting because they've done some long-term studies, which have shown that if you have heart failure, or hypertension, or if you have kidney disease, these drugs are now the preferred agents that the, your doctor should start with as opposed to you know 10 years ago that everybody started with metformin that was the drug that everybody knows about it's, it's generically available and it works at the area of the liver and it works very well but these newer agents are are really showing some profound improvements in some of the cardiovascular so the heart issues and the kidney issues that people with diabetes have uh, suffered with over the years. Uh, you know, if you're if, if if in your family you've had diabetes, and if you're a little bit overweight, and let's say let's say you've got a new family, uh, and you and you come to uh, and, you, and you come to a physician like like Dr. Lenore, I know Dr. Lenore, you have been an advocate of when when patients come to see their doctor that they should be prepared. So if patients are coming to see their doctor and they've got a history of, of, of diabetes, what are some of the questions that they should be posing before their, uh, to their physician so that they can get ahead of the game? Yeah, I just think that they, they have to get some routine studies. They have to get a fasting blood sugar. And more importantly, they have to get something called a hemoglobin A1C. Uh, that, that shows what's happening to your sugar over an extended period of time. That's more important really than the blood sugar. Uh, get a hemoglobin, insist on getting, uh, you can get a fasting blood sugar, but insist on getting a hemoglobin A1C uh, because that tells you what your sugar has been like over the last three or four months. Uh, and I think that's a much better indication uh, as to how well you're handling uh, this, uh, this sugar problem and whether or not you have diabetes or whether or not your diabetes is well controlled. You know, it seems though that in, in pop culture now, uh, everything is celebrated, uh, and uh, but obesity is now being celebrated. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting that it, that it shouldn't be. And I'm not suggesting that that if if you if if you if you are obese that you aren't beautiful. But I'm wondering about this whole idea of the celebration of obesity. Um, uh, does pop culture end up celebrating not being healthy? Dr. Coleman, what have you thought about this at all? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's one thing about, you know, uh, back in the day, they, they said that we were, you know, we were uh, healthy. You know, they used to call the sisters, we, uh, we were healthy, right? Or, or big boned, right? There was, there was all those words that sort of described um, sort of a, a woman who was a little bit larger than your 
typical, you know, runway model. But I think now this thing has gotten out of control. Um, everybody's beautiful and, 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 and everybody, you know, there's a, there's someone in, out there who loves everybody for who they are and what they look like, but that has nothing to do with the fact that you are 50, a hundred pounds overweight. And, and let me tell you about being 50 or a hundred pounds overweight. It affects your, um, your, your, the, your, um, um, bones, your knees, your hips. We are seeing more hip surgeries and more knee surgeries than we have ever seen as a country. It decreases your ability to get out there and exercise because you just can't walk and carry all of that weight. It also affects the, your heart. Just think about how hard your heart is working when it's actually beating for two people because those people weigh 300 pounds. So that means that's 150 each. So, you know, we, we've taken this thing, I think, to an excess. Um, and and I, I think that we really need to, as a, as a people, as African-Americans, we tend to gain weight more than our Caucasian counterparts. It's easier for us to do that, especially the women. Um, the, the guys don't gain as much as, as the women do. So I, I think that it's important to, you know, it's okay if you're overweight. Um, I, it's better if you can stay within something that's reasonable in terms of your weight, but if that being overweight is affecting your blood pressure, is affecting your blood sugar, is causing you to have complications, if it, if it is affecting your mental status, you know, maybe you don't like being 100 pounds overweight. And so now you don't go out as much and you're not shopping as much. So you don't care about really how you look because you know, it's hard for you to get into the, 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 the clothes in the stores. All of that is it causes emotional damage to people. And that's not good. So I think that if you're going to be fat, you need to be fat and fit. And that means that the inside of your body needs to still be perfect. So your blood pressure should be low. Your cholesterol should be low. Your blood, your, your blood sugar should be low. And if they start to go up, then the best way to get those numbers back down is to lose the weight. You know, that, that would be a very complex uh, conversation for a patient to have with their physician. Dr. Lenore, is that a kind of conversation for African-Americans that is a lot easier to have if, you, if, you, if you've got an African-American physician? You know, no, it really isn't. I mean, it's a, it's a very difficult set of circumstances because uh, many times you don't know uh, what situation that person is in. You may have a person who's overweight has been trying like crazy to lose weight. And so what you do when you say something like that, or you say, are you pregnant? Now that's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> if you miss that one, then you really got hell on your hands. But, but it's a tough it's a tough situation, uh, conversation to have because most people look, when you're overweight, you know you're overweight. You don't have to have me tell you that. What I can tell you though is the <laughs> what I can tell you, though, is that if you're overweight, um, that you will have certain uh, problems, that you're more likely to have hypertension, you're more likely to have diabetes, you're in a very generic sense. But it's not, an, I see children in here all the time whose mothers are huge, and, you know, and they are concerned about the diets of their children. So I use that as an opportunity to simply talk about the dangers of being overweight. 
but it's a hard conversation, George, to have with a person you don't know where they are in that sort of circumstances. Indeed, indeed is, a, is a very complex conversation. Dr. Dr. Coleman, uh, maybe we can just sort of end on this whole idea of uh, cultural competency uh, and, uh, and African-Americans as far as the healthcare providers that they go to and how important that cultural competency is. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's critical. Um, I, I do a lot of lecturing around the country, not as much as I used to. So about 10 or 15 years ago, it was, you know, cultural competency and cultural sensitivity was, was in vogue. Everybody really wanted to learn how to talk to patients in a, in a sensitive way so that they would be able to move people's behaviors. I, I just don't think that there's as much interest in in cultural competency and health disparities as there was um, several years ago. And I, and I, that those problems haven't gone away. In fact, if anything, COVID, I think, really made those problems um, even larger than they were before, because now COVID's over, but all those people who got COVID, who had diabetes and had hypertension and, had over, and were overweight, all of those folks now are having some of the symptoms of long COVID. So their, you know, their blood pressures are, are are not coming down like they should. Their their blood sugars aren't coming down as they as they should. Especially folks and 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 Dr. Lenore is, you know, he's an asthma allergist. I know that his COP his asthma patients, their ability to 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 breathe and to walk and to do, was affected by by having by having COVID nineteen. So. I think that we really need to think about how to improve the way that healthcare professionals and the healthcare system deals with people of color, because I don't think we're doing a good job. And I think that a lot of people are falling through the cracks. And I, and I, 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 that, that's what I, I get up every day to try to see if we can, you know, do some of these things. And that's what we do at Healing Our Village through our, our website, hovhealth.com. I now have something new called Village Club, where we're able to give people a second opinion. Um, there's a lot of folks out there who, you know, are, are being diagnosed, and and then the diagnosis ends up not being, you know, exactly correct. So I just think we need to do a better job as a system of healthcare. We spend more money in this country on healthcare than any other country in the world, and I just think that our, we should try to be doing a little bit better in terms of achieving excellence. Indeed. Drs. Lenore and Coleman, thanks for a great conversation. There's really lots of terrific information for our audience that they can use to address almost any question that they may have about uh, about diabetes. There's of course a lot more information on our world, on our website, uh, aawellnessproject.org. That's aawellnessproject.org, and also as Dr. Coleman referred to before at her website at healingourvillage.com. That's healingourvillage, all one word, .com. Dr. Lenore, any closing thoughts? No, I think that it's always a pleasure to listen to Dr. Coleman. She is one of the most experienced and talented communicators on the issue of health and certainly on the issue of diabetes. So it's a, I'm honored to be here. Oh, thank you, Mike. I love, thank you, Dr. Lenore. It, I, 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 uh, I think you're amazing as well. <laughs> we, ought to, we ought to write a song. We do, we should do that, absolutely. <laughs> If you enjoyed our show, please remember to hit the subscribe button so that new episodes are delivered directly to you every week, as well as rate us on Apple Podcasts, 
Google, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, listening to our show is as simple as telling your Alexa, Siri, or Google to play the Black Doctor Speak podcast. Take care, everyone.